0: Come back to the Wicky Wacky Radio Show. We are still alive. And we're live from the woods again. That's right. Sorry it's been so long. We got lost on one of these trails down here and uh, took us a while to get
1: back to camp.
0: It sure did, uh, but uh, it was quite a six-month-long journey, I tell you. We've been through monsoons, desert storms. And you know what? Whatever else you might run into, bears, were bears, better than wear wolves. Six months, you say? Oh yeah, almost a little more. I thought we were out here for four nights. Uh, well, it started that way. It did start that way. Four We really night- took a wrong turn somewhere, didn't we? <laughs> and it wasn't in West Virginia. <laughs>
1: Pretty close.
0: Uh yeah, definitely pretty close. We are
1: coming to you live from uh I'm sure this is
0: Washington's County.
1: Washington County, West uh Ohio. Right on the Ohio
0: River on the border with West Virginia. That's right. That's right, and we are camping. Again, yes, we love doing camping. We came to you last year, roughly around this time, live from the woods. And uh, if you want to listen to that one, you can check it out in the episode history. But today, we're gonna tell you a, a little couple, a couple little stories, A few strange, maybe spooky, maybe scary stories.
1: Yes, there's stories that you could tell if you find yourself out by a campfire right. Right at night. Uh, we've been telling a few. Some of these are scarier than others. But uh, we're going to read a couple of them for you today.
0: Right. And uh, to keep it educational, as if we really need to, I'm going to sprinkle in some state trees to keep it woods, woods-themed. woods Trivia. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. So how about, how about we start with the, the first tree before we before – we, and I'm not going to do all 50 state trees because that's going to take a while. But uh, the first one is Alabama and their state tree – is Alabama State Tree is the Alabama Longleaf Pine, or it's more scientific name if I can pronounce this closely enough. It's Pinus palustris, something like that. I don't know. It was probably Latin, right? Yep. Yeah. Something like that. Pine tree.
1: Well, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So how about we start our first story? What is it, Frank?
1: All right. Well, first of all, just in case anybody's interested in finding these stories, um, this is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. They are collected from folklore and retold by Alvin Schwartz. Alvin Schwartz. Yeah, it's a pretty famous collection. Um, They're for ages nine and up, so none of these are going to be like, scare your socks off
0: scary. Well, we're up.
1: Yes, we are. <laughs> but they're also they're family-friendly is my point. Right. They're, it's a good collection you. for if you've got kids, um, that kind of thing. Right. People you want to spook in the dark but not scare them senseless.
0: Right.
1: Uh, yeah. uh, so this one's pretty good. This one's called Cold as Clay. Cold as Clay. A farmer had a daughter for whom he cared more than anything on earth. She fell in love with a farmhand named Jim. But the farmer did not think Jim was good enough for his daughter. To keep them apart, he sent her to live with her uncle on the other side of the country. Soon after she left, Jim got sick, and he wasted away and died. Everyone said he died of a broken heart. The farmer felt so guilty about Jim's death, he could not tell his daughter what had happened. She continued to think about Jim and the life they might have had together. One night, many weeks later, there was a knock on her uncle's door. When the girl opened the door, Jim was standing there. Jim! Your father asked me to get you, he said. I came on his best horse. Is there anything wrong, she asked. I don't know, he said. She packed a few things, and they left. She rode behind him, clinging to his waist. Soon he complained of a headache. It aches something terrible, he told her. She put her hand on his forehead. Why, you are as cold as clay, she said. I hope you are not ill. And she wrapped her handkerchief around his head. They traveled so swiftly that in a few hours they reached the farm. The girl quickly dismounted and knocked on the door. Her father was startled to see her. Didn't you send for me, she asked. No, I didn't, he said. She turned to Jim, but he was gone, and so was the horse. They went to the stable to look for them. The horse was there. It was covered with sweat and trembling with fear, but there was no sign of Jim. Terrified, her father told her the truth about Jim's death. Then, quickly, he went to see Jim's parents. They decided to open his grave. The corpse was in its coffin, but around its head, they
0: found (gasps) the girl's handkerchief. Whoa. Ooh. That's something. Gave me the chilly wheelings. Especially the horse being in the stable, all sweaty and terrified that it was just ridden by a ghost. A ghost. Must have been. The ghost of Jim.
1: The coast of June. Yep.
0: That was a good one. You want to know uh, what our next state tree is?
1: Uh, Alaska.
0: I'm um, not going in alphabetical Well, technically going in alphabetical order, but I'm skipping some. I skipped Alaska. I skipped the A's. No. It's California. Yay. California. Do you know theirs? It's pretty famous. Uh,
1: the sequoias.
0: Yeah. The redwoods. Mm-hmm. The California redwoods, uh, their fancy scientific name is the Sequoia sempervirens and Sequoia Gigantica. Gigantica.
1: Those are the famous ones. Yeah. These things are enormous, too. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to see them, I'd go love check to.
0: They're out. like giant. You can't even hug them. No. You wouldn't
1: you wouldn't be able to hug one eighth of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard they're like enormous.
1: They are giant they have one so big they've hollowed it out you uh, can drive yeah a car I've, heard through.
0: I've heard that recently like got destroyed though
1: oh it might have
0: yeah i'm i i would not be surprised i could be wrong but i feel like i've heard that relatively recently in the past few years that famous tree is gone It can't well, so drive through probably anymore. just
1: make another one because there's tons of them oh yeah i'm they. sure
0: it doesn't surprise me uh, we'll do another tree real quick. We'll go to the next one in the order. It's Colorado. Colorado. Ooh, not what I would have guessed. got a stab at it? Um, no. It's the Colorado Blue Spruce. Oh. I would have thought, like, some kind of aspen tree. Uh, it's fancy name is, uh, Icy Puget? Something like that. Is that two words? Let's see if it's two words. Sure, dude. Yeah, Pisces Pugins. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but close enough. Close enough for me. Close enough for me. (laughs) Anyway, you got to our next spooky story?
1: Yes, this one is called The Haunted House. Ooh, okay. This one's interesting. Longer story. Here we go. One time, a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about ten years. Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they always would get scared out by the haunt. So this preacher took his Bible and went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire, and lit a lamp. He sat there reading the Bible. Then just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth. Then it sounded like somebody was trying to scream and got choked off. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling. And finally, everything got quiet. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn, and when the door began to open, he jumped up and hollered, What do you want? The door shut back, easy-like, and there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while. Then he got up and laid the book on the chair and went to mending the fire. Then the haunt started walking again, and step, 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 up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn, and the door open. It looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, Who are you? What do you want? The haunt sort of swayed, like she didn't know what to do. Then she just faded out. The old preacher waited. Waited. And when he didn't hear any more noises, he went over and shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over. But he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see it through. So he turned his chair to where he could watch, and he sat down and waited. It wasn't long before he heard the haunt start up again. Slowly. Step? Step, step, closer and closer, step, step, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held his Bible out before him. Then the knob slowly turned, and the door opened wide. This time the preacher spoke quiet-like. He said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Who are you and what do you want? The haunt came right across the room, straight to him. And took hold of his coat it was a young woman about 20 years old her hair was torn and tangled and the flesh was dropping off her face so he could see the bones and part of her teeth she had no eyeballs but there was a sort of blue light way back in her eye sockets and she had no nose to her face then she started talking It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing it. She told how her lover had killed her for her money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest. Then she told him to take the end joint of the little finger from her left hand and to lay it in the collection plate at the next church meeting, and he'd find out who had murdered her. And she said, if you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight, and I'll tell you where my money is hid, and you can give it to the church. The haunt sobbed like she was tired. She sunk down toward the floor and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate. And when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at that bone, trying to get it off. But then he went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, he confessed to the murder, and they took him to jail. After the man was hung, the preacher went back to that house one midnight, and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the hearth. He did, and he found a big sack of money. Ooh. And where that haunt had held onto his coat, the print of those bony fingers was burned right into the cloth, and it never did come out. Whoa. That was a good one. <laughs> I suppose. Wouldn't it be nice if a ghost told you where a big bunch of money was buried? Yeah. That'd be my kind of ghost right hey, there. Hey,
0: ghost. <laughs> Ghost, I'm sure there's some around here somewhere. Where's the jewels, ghosts? Where are they? Uh, maybe. Maybe it's hidden under Illinois State Tree.
1: Under the Illinois State Tree? Yeah. Do you well, know? everyone knows what that is.
0: Yeah, they do. What is it, Frank?
1: Well, I thought you were going to tell everybody.
0: Oh, well, okay. Even though they already know. Well, I guess I'll tell them since they already know. Why not? Give, give it up anyway. It's the... The Illinois uh, white oak, white oak, exactly, and its fancy name is Quercus alba. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Alba is white. Um, I'll do another one real quick for you. Oh, this one's nice. Indiana's. Um, a lot of what do you call people in the Netherlands? I believe maybe somewhere over there close like these plants, little flowers. You got to guess? Nope. Tulip tree! Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh like somewhere in Denmark or Netherlands, something like that. They really like tulips. Holland. Yeah, that
1: sounds... Tulips awesome. and windmills.
0: Uh, oh, goodness. Its fancy name is crazy. Lario Ventron Tulip
1: Alright! Tulip
0: Something like that. My Latin's pretty good, I'm telling you. <laughs> I nailed it. Alright, you got our next spooky story? I do. This one's
1: called The Guests. Ooh, okay. A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually, they arrived in time for supper. But they had gotten a late start, and now it was getting dark. So they decided to look for a place to stay overnight and go on in the morning. Just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said. So they stopped to ask. An elderly man and woman came to the door. They didn't rent rooms, they said, but they would be glad to have them stay overnight as their guests. They had plenty of room, and they would enjoy the company. The old woman made coffee and brought out some cake, and the four of them talked for a while. Then, the young couple were taken to their room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said he would not accept any money. The young couple got up early the next morning before their hosts had awakened. On a table near the front door, they left an envelope with some money in it for the room. Then they went on to the next town. They stopped in a restaurant and had breakfast. When they told the owner where they had stayed, he was shocked. That can't be, he said. That house burned to the ground, and the man and the woman who lived there died in the fire. The young couple could not believe it, so they went back to the house. Only now, there was no house. All they found was a burned out shell. They stood staring at the ruins, trying to understand what had happened. Then the woman screamed. In the rubble was a badly burned table, like the one they had seen by the front door. On the table was the envelope they had left that morning.
0: Ooh, that was a chilly spooky one. Spooky, spooky. Yeah, it was. See, it makes you wonder, did they stay there or not?
1: Well, they stayed there.
0: The they envelope they was there. They had cake, they had yeah.
1: coffee, they laughed with them, told stories. They
0: left the envelope and they came back and there it was. So they had to have been there. Wow. But there's no house. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, that would make you think, huh?
0: Uh-huh. Well, do you have a think about, uh, Louisiana's state tree? Um. I got nothing. It's the bald cypress. And, uh, its name, Taxodium (laughs) disticum. Something like that. Nice. It is. It is. I don't know if I've ever seen a cypress tree. Let alone a bald one. Do you think they just got uh, sticks and branches, limbs, no leaves? Why do they call it bald?
1: No, it's a good question. Yeah.
0: That's what it is, the bald cypress tree in Louisiana. Well. well I'm just part of the reason why we were skipping some is because some of these states have trees in common. And we saw who had the white oak? Indiana or something? It was Illinois. And who else has a white oak? Maryland.
1: Maryland.
0: (laughs) That's why we're skipping some, because they repeat in some areas. Because Kentucky also had the tulip tree listed as their state tree. That was Indiana's. Hmm. Exactly. But I'll give you one more that uh, we haven't done before we go to your next spooky story. All right. It's Massachusetts. Oh, this is a good one.
1: Massachusetts.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I don't know, some kind of pine. Not a terrible guess. It's an American elm. Elm. Uh Uh-huh. And its name is, uh, Olmus Americanus.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. So take that one to the bank. (laughs) All right. Let's hear the next spooky story.
1: All right, well, I think we've got room for one more. Okay. Which happens to be the title. Okay. Room for one more. (laughs) A man named Joseph Blackwell came to Philadelphia on a business trip. He stayed with friends in the big house they owned outside the city. That night, they had a good time visiting. But when Blackwell went to bed, he tossed and turned and couldn't sleep. Sometime during the night, he heard a car turn into the driveway. He went to the window to see who was arriving at such a late hour. In the moonlight, he saw a long, black hearse filled with people. The driver of the hearse looked up at him. When Blackwell saw his queer, hideous face, he shuddered. The driver called to him. There's room for one more. Then he waited for a minute or two and he drove off in the morning Blackwell told his friends what had happened you were dreaming they said it must have been he said but it didn't seem like a dream after breakfast he went into Philadelphia he spent the day high above the city in one of the new office buildings there late in the afternoon he was waiting for an elevator to take him back down to the street but when it arrived it was very crowded one of the passengers looked out and called to him. There's room for one more, he said. It was the driver of the hearse. No thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed and the elevator started down. There was shrieking and screaming and then the sound of a crash. The elevator had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. Everyone aboard was killed. What do you think about that
0: one? It almost got on.
1: The next time somebody says, there's room for one more, you might just rethink that.
0: Exactly. That was a lucky man. Not getting on that elevator. Yeah. That was a good, nice, nice little collection of stories. And who put those together again?
1: Alvin Schwartz.
0: Alvin Schwartz. And does there is there a title for that book? They're
1: scary stories to tell in the dark.
0: Scary stories to tell in the
1: dark. Yeah, and I actually have one more. One it's very short.
0: Okay, well well let's get to one, one of our final trees. Kay. This is an easy one. Ohio State Tree.
1: The Buckeye
0: Yeah, the Ohio Buckeye tree. And its uh, fancy name is Esculus Glava. It has the most Something delicious like peanut butter acorns <laughs> that grow on the yeah chocolatey peanut butter acorns. Yeah. They're so good.
1: I didn't know peanut butter grew on trees.
0: I, I didn't either until, uh, the buckeye trees were, made known to me. They're uh, pretty delicious. I like them, nice and pokey. Scratch scratches the inside of your mouth if you got an itch. Well, how about West Virginia? Um, uh, yes. Do you know it?
1: Uh, I should.
0: Uh-huh. Should you?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Don't give it a guess. I don't know it. You, oh, you should know it. Okay, but you don't. No. Oh, well, it's not a tree I would have guessed. According Black to this... Black walnut. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> all right. What? Well, according to this website, it's the sugar maple.
1: Sugar maple. Uh,
0: yes. Um, it's a fancy name. Uh is Acer Sakurum.
1: Alright.
0: Yeah. And that's the sugar maple, West Virginia State tree.
1: Alright.
0: One more Last spooky one story.
1: This is just one another one. It's kinda like the last one. Something for you to think about. A very short one. This is called the Appointment. A sixteen year old boy worked on his grandfather's horse farm. One morning, he drove a pickup truck into town on an errand. While he was walking along the main street, he saw death. Death beckoned to him. The boy drove back to the farm as fast as he could and told his grandfather what had happened. Give me the truck, he begged. I'll go to the city. He'll never find me there. His grandfather gave him the truck, and the boy sped away. After he left, his grandfather went into town looking for death. When he found him, he asked, Why did you frighten my grandson that way? He's only 16. He's too young to die. I am sorry about that, said Death. I did not mean to beckon to him, but I was surprised to see him here. I have an appointment with him this afternoon in the city.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He showed up early.
1: The boy left. He fled fled into the city Uh, to run away from Death, but he's going to find Death there. Yeah. Later. It's one of those interesting things, like you can't avoid your fate. You
0: uh-huh. Know? And foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, that was good. I like those little collections of stories. It reminds me of one time a friend of mine from college, Liz, she read some of... Um, Stephen King has a nice little collection of short stories. Uh-huh. I think uh, he's got a couple. Yeah, I don't remember the particular book she has. I know... The story I remember the most is one I called um, The Last Run on the Ladder. Uh, so it's that one's in the book that she has. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good collection. I think another one's like Gray Matter or something like that. But yeah, those are nice. Nice little stories. And um, listeners, if you're listening to this, congratulations. We survived a rainstorm that got our recording equipment wet. That's right. Everything was in about... A six-inch puddle of
1: water. Uh Uh-huh. Somehow we made it out alive unscathed. We don't have to replace all of our equipment.
0: Right. We just had to let it dry out and let nature do its work. And uh, it all seems to be working so far. I guess we'll officially know when, when we put this out there.
1: Well, hopefully you've enjoyed some of these stories. Maybe you'll tell some of these yourself if yeah. you go camping before the season's over.
0: I'll try to find a link to that book on like Amazon or something if I can find it. So people, if they want to purchase it, they can. It's a quick way to find it. But we hope you uh, do check out our links in the show notes. We'll have a link for you to make a donation to our show if you'd like to support us directly. And you can also find, like I just mentioned, hopefully, if if I can find a good link to this book, for you to check it out yourself. And um, we hope to come at you soon. This has been a long journey coming out of these woods the past six months. And we hope you stick around for more. And as always, thanks for listening.